in a circle. I didn't know I was next. Just Mr. Q. Well, hey, welcome to episode 50, I 60. I thought it was you next. Of God we did not Podcast. Explain the story, no, the process. Didn't. It's no. our fault. I thought it was a clockwise process, not a counterclockwise process. The podcast that cuts deep into our process. <laughs> and personal celebrity beast fights and feuds. I'm Frank. I'm Jane. I'm Jess. Yeah, Jess is here. Hey, Jess. Hey. <laughs> Which was going to have more pomp and circumstance to it, but here we are. You can't plan everything in life, and that's the uh, message that got beef. I mean, I just did just agree to be on the podcast like two hours ago. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mo is uh, on a secret mission <laughs> to Parts Unknown. Yes. She's going to fight and kill the Undertaker. Uh, so Jess is here to fill in, uh, super producer. Super producer. Yes. Uh, so this should be the best episode that we have yet. SPJ. Yeah. SPJ. SPJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or alternatively titled, uh, super producer Pisica. No. In <laughs> other episodes. SPP. <laughs> SPP. <laughs> Of all like, the letters that SPP. I could have behind my name, that's not the one. That no? For, no? You're not going to put that on your resume? Nah, no. no. <laughs> Explain that in an interview. <laughs> like, well, okay, so <laughs> some people are into weird things. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. So, we scrambled together. We are recording on Saturday, and we will upload on Saturday. So, when you listen to this, if you listen to it today, which most of you don't, based upon the data provided by Podbean... <laughs> Uh, but if you do listen to it on Saturday, then you will hear content that happened mere hours ago. It's like real time almost. Almost. Almost live. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is... Not a thing. No. (laughs) But it sounds like it's like some irritating show on Netflix. Almost Almost live. (laughs) What's the problem as well? You know, we pre-record it. But it seems live, but it's not live, right? No, it's not live at it's all. It's like recorded in front of a live studio audience that's almost live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that that is going to be a thing. We should we should bringing back studio audience. Do a live studio audience? No, I oh. mean that this show will happen. It'll be called Almost Live, and it'll be like mostly live, but not actually parts live. will be recorded so right. like like they do the whole show up to like the big finale is recorded and then the very last episode is like live mm-hmm. oh yeah like the last five minutes or something yeah oh, oh. interesting see we got a we got trademarked just now get on it <laughs> super right. producer get yep, in the books I'll just, I'll just go pitch to netflix it's super easy <laughs> what, you work for a, a, a company i won't say what because i don't know if that's okay to say but you it's work for I a work company for red point digital okay that's fine there you go yeah get it out there uh well speaking of netflix though, and almost live so they had like all of these big media things like they have their own announcement specials now like dc has right. the fandom and Disney has D23 and stuff. But Netflix had one just like a week ago and it's called the Tudum event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was pre recorded and uploaded onto Netflix. I'm like, you can't even do this live. No. Like, you can't even have a global. They don't have time to do things live. I guess not. Like, I would think of all the things. You know how much you... shit they put out every week? <laughs> that is true. I it's it's Only getting to too cancel much. a week later. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. 
I mean, it's working. They know what they're doing. Or do they? We'll mm. find out next week. Uh, no, we won't. So, <laughs> uh, actually, for this episode, I have something totally different I that I'm calling Beyond Beef. Fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> Fact. That... So it's a beef that we've had that now has been resolved for us, and so it's no no longer beef. It's not beef. It's beyond beef. Okay. And it's Apple, Apple Podcasts. Uh, the beef has ended because oh yeah, I searched our podcast the other day because I had unsubscribed from our show on my mm-hmm. account. To do the search for it. Right. And so I went to listen to an episode and I didn't find it in my show's thing. So I had to go find it again. And we were the first uh, ah, Got Beef show that popped up. They heard us. They fucking heard us. Maybe they did. Or they just realized that other show was just like, oh, fuck, they haven't posted anything in a year. Yeah. Maybe go through your shit like Netflix does, Apple. They go through that shit like a fine tooth comb. I mean, there are so many podcasts out there that are like, five episodes long and just never ever continued that still live oh, on yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I wonder That's how a podcast many podcasts waiting to happen. Oh yeah, to Lost explore podcasts. dead podcasts. Yeah. Ooh. Trademark that too. Okay. Yeah. Just get on it. <laughs> That's kind of like the idea I had for a podcast. My my idea was do a different style of podcast every week. So you talk about a different subject, mm. you talk about a different like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's just the ever changing podcast. Yeah. Trademark that Almost too. Almost live. Almost yeah, live. Almost live. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many things coming down the pipeline. Um, yeah, so Apple, thanks. The beef is done. Beef is over. And you felt that beef. Now, did you see if that other podcast still exists? Did they just take their podcast down? You know, I didn't, but I could real quick. <laughs> then we'll have to re-beef the Beyond Beef. Well, I mean, probably not, because we're still coming up first. Then, but if it's only by default, because we're the only one, Ooh, right? I guess that could be the case. Exactly. Uh, so, got beef? Just got beef? No question mark? No podcast? Uh, they are now now number two. All right. So yeah, still a bevy around them. A bevy of non-beef related titles. <laughs> I don't know where they're pulling them up from, but yes, we are number one. Very with nice, very nice. got beef with uh, Julia and Rebecca, with number two. What's her bitch and what's her bitch? Yep. yep, yep. So, talking about cornfields. Yes, yes. I guess I don't know. This that's just like the last title that it always tells me when I say play got beef podcast, and oh, really? it starts to bring that one up. It says something something cornfields. Have <laughs> you actually listened to it at all? I listened to like a couple minutes of it, but it's just. Do they, they have a beef are, with cornfields? Are they I better than really us? Get, no. I didn't get to the like actual meat of the show. I just like they I have were many bantering, questions. And that was it. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to shit on other people's creative processes because, you know, we're fallible. We're not perfect, but the whole premise is just like it's Seinfeld-esque where there is no premise. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They literally advertise themselves as just a podcast about two friends. And that's it. And, that, and that's <laughs> and why corn they fields. only had like five episodes. Yeah, I'm like... Because <laughs> they were like, oh shit, we actually need a point. <laughs> Two friends in cornfields. I mean, very rarely does this podcast have a point, but sometimes we do. And that makes us better. And that's why we're number one. But you have a structure. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's loose, but it's there. That's what just like my vagina. <laughs> Speaking of that structure, let's get to our beef. And as the guest of honor, we're going to have Jane go first. I'm the guest of honor. Yes. It's called misdirection. <laughs> it's called. I was confused. Um, so my beef is kind of strange. Um, it's strange beef. It's mystery strange beef. Strange beef. beef. Beyond, strange beef. Beyond beef. Strange beef. Stra- beyond strange beef. <laughs> beyond beefadome. <laughs> Owner of the dim cell beefadome. <laughs> um, so we went to Tennessee recently. I don't know if we talked about that on a podcast yet. Uh, no. No. Okay. So Frankie and I went to Tennessee for, um, vacation family vacation mm, mm. and so during this vacation you know in tennessee there's mountains and booze that's kind of the yeah. thing there's mountains and booze what? i know yeah yeah actually we didn't hear like a whole lot of country music there was one country no. band and that was it like the yeah. whole time um but at any rate so we went to a couple of tastings because i mean what else are you gonna do right so we went to um a moonshine slash whiskey tasting and then we did some wine tasting as well Mm -hmm. and my beef is with the fact that they are putting different shit in the tastings than they put in the bottles (laughs) you think so well here is what so we got at at the tasting we tasted all these moonshines frankie's like i gotta get a moonshine right so we we bought a bottle of apple pie moonshine yeah and we love apple pie moonshine had it many many times we get it home, we open it, Frankie's like, this doesn't taste the same, it's not as good. Like, he doesn't even like it now. And it, mm-hmm. yeah. and there, it was, like, freaking delicious. It was. And, I mean, it's fine. Like, it doesn't taste bad, necessarily, but it really is not nearly as good as it was when you were standing there. It's also not nearly as boozy as you would expect yeah. moonshine to be. Like, yeah. it's only 40 proof. Oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah. we paid, what, like, $25 for that bottle? Like, 25 bucks, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of a... Kind of a jip. So even when you think that it's mostly apple juice, it still doesn't taste good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's literally made with apple cider because they told us like, hey, you can heat it up because it's apple cider based. It's not just like Everclear with spices in it. Right. Um, Ugh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Spice a lot of- Spice Everclear. Yeah. That's Ugh. literally what a lot of apple pie moonshine you make at home is, is Everclear with like cinnamon sticks in it. That's- yes. <laughs> um. But so then we also went to a wine place and we did some wine tasting and we got a couple of bottles and the one it was weird because the one that didn't taste as good in the tasting, but I still liked, I think tasted better out of the bottle than the one we tasted there and thought, wow, that was really good. Mm -hmm. And then we cracked it. So that was a blackberry wine. So it was very sweet, like tasted great. We got it home. We cracked the bottle and granted, maybe it needed to breathe. I don't know. I don't really drink wine. I just go, "Mm, that's tasty. And I drink it. I'm not a connoisseur. But I would assume this wine doesn't adhere to those rules. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, we're not talking about like an aged bottle of Chablis. We're talking about like blackberry wine. Right. Right. (laughs) So we open that. It is bitter as shit. Like, it is very tart. So bitter compared to what we so I So I wonder if it's just maybe like you're getting different batches. Maybe the, the taster batches and the bottled batches are coming from different that could, could be. be. And, and I'm sure that the only thing that I can think of is like they have to be going through because there are people, especially the moonshine and the whiskey tasting. Oh, yeah. It's right on a main drag. It was right across from one of the big tourist attractions called Anakista. It was hopping. It was hopping. Like they have to be going through these bottles fast. So, I mean, it could be a different batch, but I don't like one of the things I thought was maybe it had been sitting there for a while and like aged a little more. Well, wine is supposed to get better with age. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But I just I feel like we got duped. 
Oh, we probably did. I feel like we really got duped, <laughs> which <laughs> it's fair. It was vacation, so I would whatever, imagine but... that this is like uh, the Cold War version of the Civil War now. Like the the original <laughs> Civil War, the Yankees shitty booze. Yeah, this is their way of getting back at us. I mean, <laughs> that very much could have been in the moonshine place <laughs> because the dude was wearing overalls. He had a big old beard, and his name was Bubba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally said one was a panty dropper, and that you better take your birth control. Yeah, he told me to take extra birth control, which I nearly went and launched into an explanation of how that's not how that works. Right. But I figured it wasn't worth it. (laughs) No, no, that sounds like I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's yeah. So don't 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 get duped. Don't buy don't buy their goods. They're tricking you. Just actually make friends in Tennessee who make moonshine and go there and and go there. Yeah, go to their house, get the good stuff. (laughs) That's it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. Jess. My beef is also vacation related, oh. but not because of the vacation. Oh. It's with the state of Ohio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. All right. The whole state. Uh, recently, I went on a trip to Michigan uh, a couple weekends ago. Stayed there Boo. on like a little, eh, whatever. They've bringing me to my point. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan has a legal substance there. Oh, yeah. That you can partake in while you're there. Yeah. Right. And I mean, so you get into Michigan, the second you even get close to Michigan, you start seeing billboards mm-hmm. for, for dispensaries everywhere. Like all just, hey, where do you want to buy your weed right now? Yeah. Come here, yeah. come here, come here. And so we went for a weekend, well, like a day, uh, almost two days, so not like a full weekend, but still spent a ton of money at dispensaries, mm-hmm. spent a ton of money on food, gas, you know, everything that you spend money on when you're on vacation. Right. And so my point is, Ohio, while we have states like Indiana and mm-hmm. Tennessee and all these yeah. other border states that or even just close enough to Ohio that yeah. aren't illegal or that aren't legalized, we could legalize it and have so much money coming yeah. into the economy. So much money. So yeah. much. Because it's not, I mean, like, yeah, people are going to come there and spend money at the dispensaries. But like I said, if you're coming there, like we got an Airbnb. We ate food there, we got gas there, we, you know, got snacks at the gas station yeah. and all this shit at, like, you know, like a little independently owned gas station, too, not like a marathon or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so, like, we dropped so much money in, like, a day and a half. For sure. To drive two and a half hours away. <laughs> really not that far. To actively leave Ohio. <laughs> yes, just to leave Ohio and go sit and just be somewhere else. Yeah. Spent all this money in the economy. Well, that's we have friends who, on a regular basis, make trips to Michigan to yeah. get yeah. edibles and things like that. Yeah. You're yeah. you're missing out on that money, and if you don't think people are doing it, like it's probably technically illegal to do that. But it's not illegal to go there and consume it there. Yeah. But it's probably it's illegal, illegal to, to buy it and back. bring it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, people are doing it. <laughs> oh, for sure. But but also, it's not illegal if you don't get caught. Exactly. So. Yes. No, you have a totally valid point. I mean, we're just we're like, staring at money and exactly, yeah. and there's no reason for it. And I mean, getting a medical card here because we have medical legalization here but getting a medical card here is really hard unless you have like an actual physical debilitation or a like super heavy duty mental illness yeah 
But anything for, like, anxiety, depression, anything like that, unless you're, like, you know, bipolar or you have Tourette's or something like that, mm. you can't get a card. No. So it's not like a ton of people around here have cards. Like, it would be, like, in Pennsylvania where it's recreate or where it's legalized medical there, but they're a lot... It's a lot easier to get a card, and a lot of people have them. Yeah. But around here, I don't know hardly anybody who has yeah. a medical card. I know plenty of people who smoke weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know anybody who has a medical card because they can't get it because they don't have a physical illness. Yeah. It, and or, a, or a heavy-duty mental, mental illness. illness. Yeah. And I think that most of the country would agree that if there's any state that should have marijuana for depression and such... It should be Ohio. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, really the whole Midwest, but yeah. We don't have anything else to do in winter but be sad and watch the snow. Can we just have some weed? Right. And winter lasts for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's like half the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just help us out, man. Also, do you know, I mean, I I don't regularly consume, but I can imagine getting up in the middle of winter to go meet your dealer is probably a giant pain in the ass. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you can't, like, oh, crap, hey, there's a snowstorm and I'm out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. If we had a dispensary, you could stock up. You could. Right. You I could, could get delivery you know, from them. You'd be like a little squirrel yeah. storing your nuts for the winter. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you're just having your own personal shining inside your own apartment. Exactly. Just, exactly. Just that's that's what it's like here and- in Ohio in the winter, folks. <laughs> We, we are all, all one Jack Torrance moment away. <laughs> Please legalize weed. <laughs> but there's just no reason. There's no, no reason that we shouldn't have that that it shouldn't be legalized other than outdated uh thinking towards it on yeah. some voter aspects and just stupidity on other political yeah bases because like they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, yeah. Like, you could get so much more money into your economy and create a whole bunch of jobs. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you could. We have, and the thing is, is Ohio has the Cleveland School of Cannabis. Yeah. Oh, do we? Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. We have a film school and a cannabis school now, and that would have been really nice, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for me now, but, but yeah, we have Cleveland School of Cannabis. Where do you think all those people are going to go after they graduate? Not they're here. not going to fucking stay here. Yeah, the other places. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go to a myriad of other states or countries and where weed is legal because they can actually work. Yeah. Instead I mean, of being pinpointed to work in a very small pool of medical marijuana dispensaries. And you can't grow it. Like, there's no, our cultivation laws and stuff are still so muddy that it's not oh, yeah. worth anyone trying yeah. to stay here and build a farm or anything. Well, and it's it's ripe for the taking. Like yeah. it's it's a fledgling enterprise that if you were to be one of the first ones to jump on it and be like, listen, we're taking the leap, then you would be literally growing money. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's essentially what they're doing. I mean and, cannabis farms are growing money. That's, and if you look at our it. roads and bridges, we need that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My, I didn't know which beef I wanted to go with, but my other beef I had kind of goes with that, and it's more so just my landlord's raising my rent. Not a lot, mm-hmm. but, well, they already raised it. And to say to catch up, you know, to, to keep up oh. with growing costs and expenses mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not one single thing has been fixed in my building. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, literally on the bottom, on the on the first floor, there's, like, a chunk of the wall that fell out, and you can see inside the wall. Oh, shit. 
Like on the stairs, all the stairs carpets are like ripped up, like right on the edge. So they're a total like falling hazard. <laughs> but yeah, like where is all that money? Yeah. yeah oh. What? Where's the money going? Are you just using what's going on in the world as an excuse to put more right. money in your pocket? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. If, if things were getting improved around the building, that would be one thing. Right. You would be like, okay, I can see where this money is going. I'm sorry. I hit the mic stand. Um, well, despite being a special guest, you still only get one beef. Well, so she got two. we she, did it. Ha, she got two in. It was. <laughs> Striking it from the record. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's fine for your editing. <laughs> he doesn't edit. It's up to you. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. There is minuscule editing that I'm happens. Say, he's not going to splice this out so that, yeah. Not gonna I happen. could. He could, I but could. he's not gonna. Uh, my beef this week is with uh, Cinemark. And if you are aware of the world of D&D, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, live action role playing, uh, then you are probably aware of a show called Critical Role. And they've become this huge, huge uh, D&D show, I guess. Uh, they have weekly broadcasts. And their much-anticipated third campaign is going to be starting up on October 21st. And they cut a deal with Cinemark Theaters that they are going to show that episode in theaters. So you can go to your local movie theater, well, if it applies to your area, and you can watch the episode with other critters. Out of curiosity... Other critters? Yeah, is that that's, what their fans are called? Yeah, critters. Oh. <laughs> Literally just thought you were just. I mean, something no. entirely different yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> just raccoons. No, well, I was thinking critters. The movie, the little oh, space. Oh yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, out of curiosity, I was like, you know, I probably won't go, but eh, let's see if there's anywhere in the area, and there is a showing like forty minutes away or so. And so I clicked on ticket prices, twenty five dollars. Plus of the fee, I would imagine. Yeah, for plus fee. It online. Which, we're movie club members, so that would get away for us. But, you know, the perks. Mm-hmm. But still, $25 at least. Right. To see something that will also be shown on YouTube the same day. Right, for free. Yeah. And I know that Coastal Cities, they've been dealing with very high ticket prices for movies for years now. And in Ohio, we can still get away with like $11, $12 movies. I get it. However, $25 is ridiculous to see something in theaters that isn't even a movie. It's just the first episode of a thing. And How long are their episodes? Like, like I, I know of them, and I've watched a little bit of it. I've never watched, like, a full... Like, between three or four hours. Okay. So, I mean, sure. Price per minute of content, it's still a deal. Right. But, I don't know. It. it but, feel- so, also, the other question, Cinemark... Is Cinemark making these prices? I would and assume. And it just goes to Cinemark? I would assume as much. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure they get a cut. Yeah, right. I'm sure Critical Role gets cut, but right. no, I... I mean, yeah, I, 25 is a, a lot, especially if you like want to go with your friends, like that's, and then you want to get any snacks, and you want to do any other you're there for three or four hours, you're definitely yeah. only going to get snacks. You're going to spend at least, I'm going to say, 35, 40 bucks yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah. And, and most and, of that money is going to Cinemark, not to Critical Role. Right. Guaranteed. And for $35, $40, you can go see actual live entertainment somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go buy mm-hmm. tickets to a concert or see a, a sporting house. event. Yeah, you can go to Haunted House, which those are also expensive, but that's another beef. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't know, it felt crazy to me. And I know that if it was up to Critical Role, they're usually very kind to their fans, and they wouldn't do that to them. But I... 
I know that a lot of people are kind of okay with the downfall of Cineplexes and major, mm-hmm. <laughs> which major is movie fine. Chains, yes. Yeah. So this is just another nail in that coffin. But yeah. this is the first time that I've looked at it and be like, holy shit. Why is it this well, way? Well, and I mean, honestly, like, I've, because Cinemark has always been better with special events. And by mm-hmm. better, I mean, like, they sh- have better special events yeah, than, like, like Fathom Regal does. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Fathom events is one of my favorite. They do, like, the old, you know, old school Hollywood movies, mm-hmm. TCM, classics, things like that. But even still, I don't ever go to them because it's so expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to go spend 25, 30 bucks on a ticket to go watch a movie that a I've baby. seen. <laughs> That's a public domain movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's like, listen, I own this movie technically. Right, we all own this Why movie. am I paying money? I am torn a little bit because I know the theater industry suffered a lot last year, right? So I know like they weren't making as much money. So maybe that's why they're trying to get some more money out of mm-hmm. these special events. But that being said, if I'm going to give that kind of money to help like a theater or I'm going to go to an independent. Theater. That's what I mean. Why do, why not cut something like cut a deal with a bunch of independent theaters right. around the area not yeah. with Cinemark. Right. right. I'd pay $25 to go to an independent theater. It's kind of like the same reason why I pay, you know, more for craft beer from a local brewery and things like that because I understand that the price of keeping things local and that sort of thing is more expensive. I mean, all of the money is right. going in-house. It's yeah. not going to outside distributors or yeah. sellers or, exactly. or creators or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is this like Cinemark? So is it like a critical role in Cinemark's like special events? I think so, yeah. Just the umbrella of Cinemark special events? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it'd be one thing if, like, I could see them trying to spend more, you know, cause charge more money to make up for things but they've always been that price yeah Yeah. even before covid and the decline of movie theaters being expedited they were still stupidly expensive and you still have to spend stupidly expensive prices on cash uh, on concessions yeah Yeah. and then maybe also run the risk of getting your entire experience ruined by assholes in the theater yeah exactly (laughs) like (laughs) If I'm going to spend $100 on my night to risk being like just totally irritated as fuck by the time I leave. Yeah, just because some 20-year-old couple wants to have an argument in the middle of the theater right. for some to the theater and that kid doesn't want to be there for three hours, but their parent does, right. and we all have to suffer because... Oh, yeah. yeah, there's there's very little that... I think mainstream movie theaters can offer to people that they didn't... that they can't... that basically everybody realized they could have at home. Yeah. In the last couple of years. True. And it's just, especially with the fact that all of us already pay for Netflix and Hulu and Mm -hmm. Amazon and Shudder and all of the other myriad of Disney Plus, all of the other crazy amounts of streaming things. I'm already spending probably 80 bucks a month on entertainment. Right. Yeah. I'd rather spend 80 bucks a month on entertainment virtually because then I can get a lot more out of my $80 than spending... Like, imagine if you put $80 away for the movies once a month. Yeah. How many times would you go to the movies? Ooh. Maybe twice? Pro- probably, yeah. Probably Maybe still twice. the same amount. <laughs> but, I mean, if we were in normal times and yeah. there were a ton of movies coming out that you wanted to see, but you could only spend $80 that month, you'd probably go maybe twice. Because yeah. you're getting, because that's your concession and your ticket money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie that there, even if everything was strictly streaming... Like, right. there are still some things that I would pay extra for just to go see it in a communal experience. Right. 
but they're also putting it in a theater. So if that's how you like to watch movies, you can pay extra to well, go see it. And honestly, that's a great thing, right? Yeah. Because that's previously seeing a streaming movie in theaters didn't happen. No. Because the movie theaters didn't want to, because the, and I, as a person who worked at an independent cinema who had this exact same problem <laughs> yeah. of before, nobody wants to do a day and date screening, which day and date is released both in theaters and in home mm-hmm. streaming at the same time. Right. Nobody in the theater business wanted to do that because mm. they didn't think they would be able to compete with people wanting to just stay home and watch it. Yeah. Now it's a whole different thing because now it's like, well... Well, and there's still pushback. I mean, of course, yeah. Look at the whole Scarlett Johansson and Disney right. thing. Like, right. They decided to cut the theatrical window for the movie, and she didn't make as much money as she yeah, thought she would. But she so. still made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of beef with those yeah. things. <laughs> so, but no, I. It, we should be giving people options. Yes. Like, you should have the option that if you want to pay more, then go do the thing. But if you don't want to, then stay home. And that's also fine. I love seeing movies in theaters. I feel the same way. Like, you know, like being a big movie fan, seeing certain things in theaters versus at home is a different. You know, I'd like to see Dune in theaters. Yeah. I don't necessarily think I'd like to see it as much just on my TV at home because it's a different experience. Yeah. But saying and assuming that everybody has to go see movies in the theater and not giving people those options is super elitist. Oh, yeah. Like, not letting people have the options of seeing entertainment at home because... The same you, time because that you everyone hit your box o- Because you want to hit your box office number yeah. is elitist. That's saying that everybody should be able to afford to see your movie the day or two it comes out, pay for your babysitter, pay for your concessions, do all yeah. this shit. Mm-hmm. And see every movie. Yeah. But that's just not. And a large part of it is because those mainstream fucking movie prices are super expensive. You can't have kids and go to the movie theater and not spend at least a hundred bucks on tickets. Oh, yeah. If you have two kids, two adults, I mean. That's 40 bucks right there. Right. Yeah. And then everybody wants a popcorn. Everybody wants a drink. Everybody wants candy. Mm -hmm. There's another 40 bucks there. (laughs) Uh, And then now you have to buy alcohol if you're the parents to put up with your children being there. So. Now, where's the cannabis theaters? That's what I want. <laughs> now, I... Michigan. Okay. Ah, yeah, probably. <laughs> LA. Now, I would pay extra. I'd pay $25 a pop to go to a theater that didn't have any kids in the screening. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, adults only is always worth paying for. And if actually somebody's there to enforce, like, not, like, shutting the fuck up in the theater. Yeah. Like, I oh, want yeah. someone to stand there in the theater the whole time. Mm-hmm. And just just remove people. You don't even yeah. have to do that anymore. We have the technology. Put something in the theater. Have somebody monitoring cameras. It's kind of crazy there aren't cameras in movie right. theaters, right? Right. I think, you know, I think the only reason I I, I can see that being is it's Recording. the copyright thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, true. nobody is, you could potentially manipulate the camera to record the movie. Right. Then put an audio thing in there. Yeah. True. Well, I mean, put it at the front of the theater, then. Or, honestly, yeah. we've all seen fucking security camera footage. It's not that good. No. <laughs> of course, I've also seen some of the bootlegs that people download, and they're also not good. So, people no. are wild. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> but we are not the only ones that have beef this week. Uh, it's really just one other person. <laughs> uh, and that's super fan, Ashley. And she has uh, a few beefs. Number one being medical bills. Way too expensive. Yeah. I think we all agree with that. And without getting too into it for political reasons, then, yeah, there are points that could be made. Yes. So we'll just all nod in agreement. Yes. You uh, can't see us, but we are. Yes, we're. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, number two. Two people shopping together and taking up both ways and making you have to decide if you really need down that aisle. My answer will always be no, I do not need down that aisle. My answer will be I will be a shark and I will circle that fucking aisle until you leave. <laughs> My answer is I will say, excuse me. And then move past them. Well, <laughs> like, you're much larger than everybody at this table. Well, it's not about <laughs> moving past them. It's literally half the time they are really like right in the aisle that you need to be. Like the one person just everywhere at once. Like hovering and staring at shit in the grocery store. You know what you want. Just grab it. What are you doing? I have to decide between Cheerios and some other bland cereal both. for 57 both. minutes. Get both. <laughs> They're all crap. Buy yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the difference. What you're various gonna... cardboard flavor would yeah. you like? You're, like the end of the day, your grocery bill is going to be three dollars higher. Just get both. Right. I mean, I can attest that Jane is the type of person that if we have to go down an aisle and there are two people in that aisle, even if they're not in front of the thing that we need, Jane will circle around to the other end of the aisle just to go through, and I will simply be like, "Excuse me," and they're like, "Oh," and then they move. And I don't then you like just people. Go. I don't like people. I don't like interacting with people. I don't want to say excuse me. I want to say get the fuck out of my way, which is why I go around because that's not acceptable. Beef number three. Uh, Panera and their high-priced foods. Yeah. It is very yummy, but why pricey? It is so expensive. Honestly, I don't even think it's all that yummy. It's fine. It yeah. is fine. I think their soup is good. I think yeah. their soup and their salads are good. Their sandwiches are... There's too much on there. There's very small pieces of bread, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you get one slice of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also not as, like, homemade as you think it would be. No, it's not. Like, it's still very much bagged and pre-made. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, this is also a beef that I assume that anyone that's ever been to our house would agree with. Uh, Her fourth beef is our cat, Elena, not loving her. Yes. Yeah. She is... Uh, she's a cat. Ver- yeah, she's a cat. Like she, she barely likes us, and we feed her and give her shelter, and take care of her, and she barely likes us. So if you are someone that doesn't do those things for her, uh, you should expect lesser treatment. Well, the other thing is too is she does not necessarily show love by snuggling. Like no, she wants to play with you, and if you play with her, that's how like that's you what might she get wants. a little like yeah. rub on the leg or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what she wants. She yeah. wants somebody to play with her. <laughs> even uh, even Jess came in and she was totally aloof. Yep, yep, yeah. She gave me crazy eyes. Yeah, she, that's what she does. So, uh, she has a fifth item here. We touched on a little bit that we have touched on a little bit, but. I'm also going to put the kibosh on right here and right now so that future episodes this doesn't happen. She ca- says that it is anti-beef. And it's that Scarlett Johansson and Disney came to an agreement. <laughs> they settled, which is probably not an agreement, but they traded money. Mm-hmm. So it's a settlement. There is no such thing as anti-beef. Okay? Anti-beef is something that you agree with and you're happy about. And that is not beef. We do not discuss happy things. We do not discuss things that we like on this podcast. So, no. Ashley and other people, there is no such thing as anti-beef. And it will be not discussed on this podcast. What if I have beef with Scarlett Johansson at Disney? Well, if you have beef, yes. Beef is okay. Is the settlement regarding this whole, like... uh, The Black Widow thing. The Black Widow money thing. Okay, yeah. 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 Well... Yes, my beef is with the fact that 
you're still getting paid a fuck ton of money whether you get the box office money or not and it's so shitty because there's so many people involved in the mo- in the movie making process that yeah. don't see any like everybody who's on the bot who's on the below the line which is crew anybody who's not creative oh yeah doesn't make shit off that money after the movie's done yeah screenwriters don't make shit on the movies hardly at all but the directors and the actors are all pissed off and the producers are all pissed off because they're not getting their box office money. Yeah. And I just don't care. Kind of fuck all of you. And you yeah, shouldn't that's, care. That's totally You fair. shouldn't care. Because it's also like when professional athletes and teams that they play for, they have disagreements on their contract mm-hmm. about. It's just millionaires arguing with millionaires. and there's About no, how much millions more they want in yeah, their contract. Like. Yeah, you can't side with the athlete because they are a millionaire that makes crazy amounts of money that you will never see. But you also can't side with the team or the company because they're also entities that make unholy amounts of money. How much money did did they settle for, do you know? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Whatever the amount of money is that she just got paid before they even settled Mm -hmm. is enough money to fund like 50 independent features yep oh yeah at minimum and it cost disney probably not even a percentage no of their the money that yeah. they will no, make God this no. year. especially since they charge for the movies within disney plus yeah thirty dollars like you're not even getting to watch the movie for free because you pay for the fucking thing you still have to pay more disney will make so kind of billions just, just fuck everybody i don't oh, yeah. care about your box office bottom line yeah. i really don't I care about the theaters and not the chain theaters. I Regal and Cinemark and uh, Cinemark's the best one out of all of them. I don't yeah. hate it. But no, everything else just kind of fuck you. Yeah. You know, you you have millions of dollars. You're getting paid millions of dollars on everything you do and you're making royalties on everything that you oh, do. Oh yeah. Your for money for eternity. No, like yeah. like you could just take whatever they settled for. And probably fund, like, my company f- for fucking 10 years. Yeah. I mean, Jane and I would be set for life. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Anybody would be. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they're like, and, and I will say that a lot of it goes, you know, they have the arguments of, of making movies is hard and you do work long hours. You do work 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 19 hour yeah. days. But guess what? I've done a 19 hour day and I made $175 a day for that. So Ooh. I don't want to hear it, yeah. ScarJo. <laughs> I really don't. No. Nope. Or executives at Disney That's or totally fair. fucking Martin Scorsese or every other director out there who demands their theater must or their movie must be seen in the theater because that's how you watch cinema when we all know it's just that you want the fucking bottom oh, yeah. line box office money. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> So Jess somehow snuck in three beefs this episode. I did. I you know like, what a super producer like does, <laughs> bitch. You let you let Ashley have like five every week. I think Jess can have. Three. I mean, that is true. And <laughs> I was talking about her beef. Yeah. Well, it was related to her beef <laughs> and, or anti beef. Uh, even though we totally shit on the last thing that you sent us, please continue sending in your beefs. Hey, I'm glad. You know, I'm for ScarJo getting paid as much money as the other people who are in the Avengers movies do. Oh yeah, she Absolutely. probably still made that less. needs to happen. Yeah, she probably still overall made less yes. than Robert Downey Jr. And or that's Chris bullshit. Evans. And, and that that yeah. I mean, again, yes, it's like she's still making a fuck ton of money, sure. Right. But there needs to be equal Equality. pay. Yeah. Right. It has to happen. 
But other than that, no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> well, that's our beef. So now we have to talk about their beef. And it's Scarlett Johansson and Disney. No, <laughs> it is not. And it's not anymore. They settled. Uh, it is who this one just keeps evolving and has been going kind of almost for like two weeks straight now. But before I get into that one, I have another update that today he announced that he was retiring and that he is David Lee Roth. And I like to believe that us as a podcast (laughs) made that happen. So you're welcome, world. (laughs) I kind of thought he was already retired. (laughs) Well, he was looking towards forced retirement and now Ah. he... Said, no, you're not firing me. <laughs> I, I quit. quit. Yeah, so it's still forced retirement. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, just a little update on that one. But no, the real beef this week is between, and oh, I love it so much. It's between Machine Gun Kelly and Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor being the lead singer of the band Slipknot. So, have you not heard about this? No. Okay. No, so, I don't live in the world of Slip, Slipknot or Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> neither do I. But, so, to give a little backstory on both of these people, Machine Gun Kelly is a Cleveland native. Yep. Uh, he started out as a rapper, uh, just strictly rapping, and he found some decent success through it. Yeah. And what really kind of propelled him, for better or for worse, was he decided to have beef with Eminem. (laughs) And they traded diss tracks back and forth. And I know that there are some people that because they ride MGK's dick real hard, they'll be like, oh, yeah, he blew that old man out of the water. No. That's not what happened. No. (laughs) Eminem obliterated him. So bad, in fact, that MGK has kind of started a second act of his career starting to do kind of like pop punk. Uh, That seems about right. Honestly, it's not bad. It's not bad. He also has Travis Barker like producing his songs and even playing drums on them. So there is some... Right. There's Blink-182 influence. Yeah. There's some legitimate credibility to the pop punk sound that he's making. So, which brings us to now. And Corey Taylor is a lead singer of the band Slipknot. They've been a heavy metal band since like the mid-90s, I think. Yes. If you like heavy metal, you probably know who Slipknot is. And even if you don't, you've probably heard the name. Yeah. They're also the band that wears, like, the freaky masks and the jumpsuits and stuff. So, and Corey Taylor is very much a very outspoken guy. Like, he's written a few books on his political opinions, and Mm -hmm. uh, he pretty much says whatever the fuck he wants. Right. So, these two have gotten into it. So... This kind of came to a head when MGK was playing at... Let me see if I can get the timeline here. So, okay. So, it really started... Not a lot of people knew this, but Corey Taylor indirectly insulted Machine Gun Kelly during an interview. Uh, According to Loudwire.com, they say back in February, Taylor did an interview with Cutter's Rockcast, where he indirectly referenced Kelly's change in musical direction. They were discussing genres and trends, and Taylor said, I am the worst old fogey dude shaking his cane ever, and I hate everything. I hate all new rock for the most part. Well, 
the artists who failed in one genre and decided to go rock. And I think he knows who he is, but that's another story. So, yeah. Shots fired. Right. Shots fired. Fast forward to Machine Gun Kelly, then throw shade at Slipknot at Riot Fest. It was a big music festival for some reason, as some of these festivals tend to do. There's an odd mishmash of acts. Mm-hmm. So there is a music festival where both Machine Gun Kelly and Slipknot were performing. Right. And so uh, during his show, MGK threw shade at Slipknot during his set saying, hey, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? Being 50 years old wearing a fucking weird mask on a fucking stage. Talking shit. And the crowd knew exactly who he was talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, in response to that, uh, well, to further elaborate on his side of the story, because people on the internet took him to task, Uh he tweeted out, uh, MGK said Corey did a verse for a song on Tickets to My Downfall, the, his new album, and it was fucking terrible, so I didn't use it. He got mad about it mm. and talked shit to a magazine about the same album he was almost on. Y'all's stories are all off. Just admit he's bitter. Yee. Corey Taylor then tweeted out <laughs> back to MGK. He said, I don't like people airing private shit like a child, so this is all I'll say. I didn't do the track because I don't like when people try to write for me, in quotations. I said no to them, so without further ado, hashtag receipts. This is all I'm going to say. And the receipts in question were two screenshots from an email conversation that Corey Taylor had with Travis Barker, who collaborated with Kelly on the album, and basically, it boils down to, uh, according to the screenshots, Machine Gun Kelly was a big fan of the verse Taylor had recorded for the album and was, st- quote, stoked and honored that he was going to be on it. He added a couple of notes and requested Corey Taylor sing a few more lines in the voice that he used on Slipknot's Psychosocial song. Corey Taylor didn't feel he was the right fit for the job and politely declined, wishing Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly the best of luck in finding someone else to do the verse instead and offered to help in any other way that he could. So he did record it, but then when he didn't, when they asked him to do more, he said no. Well, when they gave notes saying, hey, can you do it this way instead? Right. Basically being like, hey, you know this one song that you did? Make it sound like that. Okay. And he said, nah, dog. Uh, so then after that, Machine Gun Kelly, in response to Corey Taylor's tweet and screenshots, said, basically, your verse was really bad. Respectfully, I was just telling you to rewrite it because it was really bad. Respectfully. But let's do a Britney Spears song cover together. Don't know what that means. What? And then, most recently, uh, Machine Gun Kelly was at the Louder Than Life Festival and was initially met with a mix of reactions from the members of the crowd. While many expressed support for him, uh, fan film footage shows that there were also a lot of people there who weren't happy uh, 
with his recent Slipknot slander. Some were booing him, others raised their middle fingers in the air, and he said, to all the weird, angry guys, this song's for you. At some point during his set, Machine Gun Kelly was singing on the ground between the stage and the barricade, and a festival attendee seemingly shoved him once he made it over the fence. The rock... The rocker, Machine Gun Kelly, in turn, went after the guy and punched him before security intervened. So, and then he took to Twitter saying that uh, the crowd singing along during the set... Uh, they were actually really into it, but he said, but come on with a relentlessly booed headline, uh, saying, I don't know why the media lies in their narrative against me all the time, but all I saw was 20,000 amazing fans at the festival singing every word and only 20 angry ones. And that's the latest. So, two rock stars (laughs) arguing. (laughs) Uh, We will start with Jess, who do you side with in this feud? I feel like they're both terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when it comes to these Rockstar feuds, like, no one looks great I at mean, the end of the day. I, I guess I have to go... I guess I have to go with Corey Taylor. Siding with? Yeah, yeah. just because he does have his... Re- he does have his receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh... I still think it's. I mean, it's such a it's such a diva move to be like, I don't take notes. Yeah. What I do is gold, and you accept it whether you like it or not. Um, but Machine Gun Kelly is such a twerp. Like he's just oh, such mm-hmm. just like a little just punchable weasel that I just. <laughs> uh, I don't think yeah. he's that talented. Not that I'm a big Slipknot fan, but Slipknot has been around for longer. Yeah, I think that. I don't see Machine Gun Kelly being a 30, 40 year. Uh, he situation. might be he's just going to run Maybe. through all the genres. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll come back to this podcast in 30 years. <laughs> well, when he puts out his country album, we'll see. Right, exactly. Yeah, I guess I'll have to go with Corey Taylor. All right, Jane. Just know that I hate myself for this before I say it, but I'm oh, siding no. with Machine Gun Kelly. And only because Corey Taylor started it. Corey Taylor started it. He's the one who said something that started the whole feud. I agree. Yeah, he says he has receipts, but the receipts are you clearly saying like, no, you gave me notes. I'm not going to do it now and throwing a fit like a petulant child and then calling him out for being pissed when you called him out. Like you started the shit. You you did this. You started this whole feud. So grow up. You want to pretend to be a grown up and have been in this industry for all this time, then learn how to conduct yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm signed with Corey Taylor. I can't. I he committed one of the most cliched fuck ups that you can make when it comes to like you see it in movies and TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when it's an actor or a singer and they do something and they the person making the project they're like, hey, that was great, but can you do it like this thing that you're most right. famous for doing, like. That's a well-known, you don't fucking do that. <laughs> Regardless of how Fair. innocent you thought it may have been, somebody had to know that that's not what you do. Right. Yeah, and, but it doesn't, like, tra- you said that Travis Barker is the one who wrote those notes, right? No. Oh, okay. He was just the liaison okay. between the two. No, that was all Machine Gun Kelly. That was what he wanted. And that is his, is his track. If that I mean, was the sound is. he was going for. And that's fair. I don't know. 
I I would also I probably wouldn't have declined like he did, but I would also probably be a little bit in my head like really. Right. Like really? Right. Um and also you you got bodied out of rap, man. Like you're gonna take some fucking L's. You're gonna take like everyone's talking about it. Right. Just because Corey Taylor had a microphone in his face and he said it in an interview, he didn't say anything different than anyone else has been saying for the past year or so. That he got bodied out of rap and now he's trying to do something that really isn't his lane, but he's trying to make it his lane. And I doubt in another year or two, you will not hear this sound from him anymore. Yeah. Like, I no, just, probably not. I don't see him sticking with it because he's not that guy. No. So. And his restaurant's not very good either. MGK's restaurant? Yeah. He has a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Doesn't it just do like a few things? It's like pizza and some yeah. stuff. It's fine, oh. but it's overpriced. Oh, okay. So you're just going for the name. Yeah. MGK. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, apparently you can't even do and restaurant. And the quality. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, in a vote of two to one, uh, Got Beef Podcast, we're behind you, Corey Taylor. But just for this, fucking... Know that we're watching you still. So. Also, Stone Sour is better than Slipknot. Do more with Stone Sour. I also, yeah. We're... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking come after this us, was the then. last time that Stone Sour had anything out. Oh, it's been a minute. Yeah, a few years. But that being said, I still like them better than Slipknot. Agreed. Um, there's no one here to sing the song because nobody can do it like Mo does. Nope. So we're nope. not going to do it. We are going to not sing the song in her honor. <laughs> Uh, moment, moment of silence, of silence. <laughs> for Mo on her secret mission. Um, but we are going to do questionable beef, mm. and Still so keeping that same, are we? Questionable. I really just can't say it. I am it, full disclosure for this podcast. I am not even a full beer in. That's it. I just physically cannot say and it. You should just. Wow. And I also <laughs> cannot not hit this mic stand. Meanwhile, um, I drank all of my vodka and apple cider, and I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Try saying questionable beef. Questionable beef. It's so hard. I have to concentrate. <laughs> questionable beef. Um. So Jess also is a much more prolific podcaster than we are, uh, yeah. so she has I, like 50 of them. and yeah, yeah. Like that. I'm just an idiot that somebody gave a microphone. That's really... That's <laughs> what it is. was me. <laughs> my husband gave me a microphone. Yes. He said, here, honey, talk into this. And I said, okay. No regrets. Um, so it is spoopy season. It is... Officially. It is officially spoopy season. And... The older I get, the more excited I get for Halloween. Like, it never Ooh. was really my thing when I was younger, but like, yeah, the more I don't know, I I tend to like like spooky things, like movies and things right. like that, a little bit more than I did when I was younger. I don't know why. Um, maybe they're just getting better. Life has gotten to you. That could be. Well, <laughs> it could be that, and I think it it's also the encroachment of Christmas. Yeah. Like, it kind of staves yeah. it away a little That's longer. Fair. Like, the harder that we go into Halloween, the more we can keep that at bay. That's and fair. And don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I but there's know. a time for it. And it's, it's not is fucking October. Yes. <laughs> no more, no less. After, <laughs> whatever the day after Thanksgiving is, you can do your Christmas <sighs> things. But at any rate, so for the, the there. Yeah. <laughs> I think. This year. Yeah, maybe. It's always on the 27th, isn't it? No. no, it's always it's the third, the third Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So for oh, sweet summer child, I haven't been to Thanksgiving in two years. <laughs> that's okay. I had food poisoning, and then there was a pandemic. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> so the pandemic killed our Christmas last year. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm gonna do spooky related or Halloween related questions for every podcast we record in October. So the first one being, um. A song that you relate to Halloween, but is not necessarily directly related to Halloween, right? So we're not going to do Monster Mash or Thriller or something like that, Ghostbusters, because those are like very Halloween-y type things. Yeah. So something that gives you the spoopy vibes, but is not necessarily directly related to Halloween. Mm. So I'll start with Jess, since she is the special guest. So should I play it, or should I? You can play it. I mean, you can either just play it if we'll know it, or you can say it and then... Stop it for copyright infringement. That's Fleetwood Mac, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck no. Oh, what so were you playing? Season Echo the and the Bunny Man. I have no idea Which what that song Killing is. Killing Moon. Oh. I don't know this Yeah, song. I'm not too familiar. Okay, well, I, I know mean, you've both seen Donnie Darko, so you know the song. Uh, we have. <laughs> Correct. I have not seen that movie, actually. But it's uh, it's Echo and the Bunny Man, which is a spin-off band from Joy Division that was oh, in the okay. 80s. And yeah, Killing Moon always has a Halloween vibe to it to me, even though it's, I mean, Donnie Darko is probably the most, probably made it the most known Yeah. out of all of their songs. Yeah. And Donnie Darko is not necessarily a horror movie, but it's horror adjacent. So That's true. Yeah. It's very yeah, true. It has a Halloween vibe. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Good pick. I'm not too familiar with it, but I could get the vibe from it. Cool. Next. Oh, is it on me? Okay. Uh, This is one that, so, it has the title of something that you could say is very spooky, but if you look at the lyrics, I don't think it's actually about (laughs) the thing. Uh, My choice is, oh no, there we go. Oh no. Uh, My choice is Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. Ah. I don't think it, it's not actually about the show. Right. No, it's not about drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why my dad, back in like the mid to late 90s, probably more like the mid, uh, he used to buy these classic rock compilations all mm-hmm. the time. And he got one that had that song on it. And he played it a couple times one night. I don't know. I just got a real eerie vibe from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not about anything spooky. Right. It just, I don't know. It has a vibe that I've always connected with being scary for some reason. Like it always kind of puts me on edge for whatever reason. I don't know. It's also a good song, but yeah, nice. but I don't think it's Halloween at all. No, just drugs. But yeah. I mean, like you think the, the, the phrase Twilight Zone makes you think of the Twilight Zone, which is a very right. creepy show. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, good choice, too. I might get... Uh, we'll see what you guys think of mine. I feel like it's okay, but it might be too on the nose. So you can play it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's not a Halloween song. Time well, so... So it's the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture right. Show, which... Is a very dear thing to everybody sitting at this table. Yes, right. 
Um, Jess and I started seeing, even before Frankie was around, Jess and I started seeing the Rocky Horror Picture Show literally every other Friday when we were... Saturday. Oh, Saturday sorry. Night. Every other Saturday night. Wow, yeah, you when, can't even it was forever it was a ago. Long time ago. Um, when we were <laughs> For teenagers, like two years straight. Yeah. Um, so to me, it is not necessarily a Halloween thing because we saw it all the time, right. like year round. Um, and but it's just I don't know. Same thing. It's the time warp. It's the creepy imagery, and especially if you talk about the scene in the movie it is it's a costume party so (laughs) no i mean it's not about halloween it's not about anything scary rocky horror is not about halloween no No, science fiction movie exactly but yeah it is a very much a halloween song it is and i always get excited when i hear it like if you're out and you're you know at the bar or something (laughs) and it's a halloween party and they play the time warp you're like yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh somebody's a fan like who can i go talk to it's true everyone kind of looks for the other people like Like, who else is doing the time warp in their seat (laughs) let me let me look so no that that one's always mine it gets me and i i like it you know if i were to make a halloween compilation it'd definitely be on there so no that's fair yeah i think those are all solid choices. Agreed. So Frankie will post it on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Yes. Uh, just like I posted the last questionable beef, which was we talked about uh, what were kind of the final rundown of possible names for the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, because uh, they decided that they will next year decide on a new name. That makes sense. Yeah. So... The choices were Red Hogs, Defenders, yeah, I know, really got a Red Hogs, uh, Defenders, Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Commanders, Red Wolves, and Football Team. Uh, football Team? Yeah, they yes. might just stick, stick with, with Football, football team. team. Oh, Washington Football Team. Yeah. Uh, Eater Benny, he said Commanders is cool. Uh, Defenders is a solid second choice, but my made-up names are the best, so option number nine is the Washington Foreskins. <laughs> like Forefathers, because they're in D.C., but Foreskins. Because comedy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I... Sorry, Beefier Benny, I'm gonna not go with that one. <laughs> uh, so actually, a couple first. uh... Uh, mother to Got Beef's own Jane, Evelyn Snyder, uh, she commented, she said, uh, Defenders. Uh, Jane, also, both of her brothers <laughs> commented. My whole family's getting in on it. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Frank said, Football Team should be the new name. And Sean said, Commanders, which should be the new name. And Superfan Ashley said, Ooh, I like the Red Wolves. Fair enough. I'm gonna so. go with Armada. Armada? That is a that fun is a one. cool one. Yeah. yeah. I I still maintain that uh maybe steer clear of the word red. Yeah. Maybe don't. <laughs> Just no. Yeah. Just stop. Just... The skins part wasn't the problem in your title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it it was. You could just be it the was skins. The combo. The sk- oh, the Washington <laughs> skins. <laughs> uh no, because isn't well no, it's skinhead. Yeah. Yeah. No red, no, no skin. skin. Just no. Don't well, but then you know that like their fans would end up calling themselves that though. They'd be the they'd be the Washington Skins, and the fans would be skinheads. Right. And then it'd just be problematic all over again. Uh, <laughs> I can see is, that happening. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so that's it. 
So that's all we have for this episode. Uh, you can... Oh, and also, uh, thank you, Jess, for filling in last minute. Yes, thank no you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and Chris, nothing against you. We will also have you on. You just happen to not live in Ohio yeah. and super close, so... Uh, sorry that you're not also on. <laughs> we will get you on. We love you. Uh, it's okay. Uh, Jane, tell us where they can find it. And Jess, if, you know. I'm going to just let you do it because you know I just do the intro. To what? I say oh. you can find us on oh. yes, <laughs> you Twitter. Can. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, find us on Twitter at Got Beef Pod. You can also find us Got Beef Pod on Instagram, uh, Got Beef Podcast on Facebook, and Got Beef Pod at Gmail if you want to email us and tell us really how good or bad that we're doing in general. Uh, you know, maybe our listeners could email us and tell us why that not a single one of them shared us for National Podcast Day. And we're not bitter about it or anything, but it's fine. And uh, until wait, next time. What? Wait. Whoa. Jess. Oh. Yeah. Tell them where they can find you oh, with your yeah. other stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Things, we're not used to having guests. So, <laughs> Jess, tell them about all the things that you're doing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at writer Jess Byard. Uh, everything I do pretty much goes there. I'm on the Scary Stories We Tell podcast with the aforementioned Chris statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, talk about all things spooky, true crime, paranormal, anything in between. I also guest on his podcast, The Culture Cast, which is a movie podcast. Every month is a different theme. Uh, if you're looking for th- something spooky to watch, you can watch Baby Oopsie on Amazon Prime through yes. Full Moon Features now. There's a two-part episode featuring Baby Oopsie, which is a spinoff from the Demonic Toys universe, if you're familiar with that. I and there's a bunch of other shit elsewhere uh, somewhere. What about if you just, the, like, find um, me. The, the other movie you did... <laughs> The other movie I did. What's the other Which movie? Other movie I did? The one about the housing market. The, the oh, the con. The yes, con. the con is oh, out. Yeah. My brain was going the heist, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> that's uh, also it, a spooky, scary thing, yeah. but in a real world situation. <laughs> yeah, you can watch The Con, uh, which is out on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's like two ninety nine an episode. And it is a five-part docuseries about the 2008 financial collapse and the housing market collapse and... All of the awesome corruption that went on to cause it. Scary. Spoopy. Spoopy. It is. It's an existential scary. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really the scariest scary. And until next time. Stay beefed up. (laughs) Or whatever the fuck she does. I don't know.